0: Hey, welcome to the last installment of this little mini-season of what I'm calling the Bite-Sized Bible. Uh, In the first four episodes, we've talked about the story of God and mankind, how he sent his son Jesus to mend the broken relationship between the two, and we covered so much. But today, I want to ask the question, you know, after hearing all of this, after hearing the the last four episodes, what am I supposed to do with this (laughs) now that I've heard it? I've uh, got my friends Matt and Trevor here to help me. How you doing, guys? What's up, Mark? Great. How are you? I am doing well. So, you know, when, when you guys heard the message of Jesus for the first time, I mean, it, it's a lot to take in. Um, obviously, it changed your life. I mean, what did you guys, I mean, naturally, what did you do after you heard that message for the first time?
1: I remember pretty vividly when I heard it for the first time. Uh, I went home that night and uh, in my bed. I asked Jesus to come in my life, and then I got in an argument with my mom the next day. <laughs> and then I went back up to my room and I said, "Okay, Jesus, I must not have done it right." And uh, I asked Him in my heart again. And then, like every night for the next fifty days, as I was figuring this out. But yeah, so like that night, I was like, "I think uh, I think I'm not doing this right." I'm still a I'm still a pretty uh, a wily seventeen year old, but I, I immediately I was like, "This seems this is good." Yeah, like I was. 15, when I accepted Jesus.
0: Mm -hmm. Actually, I think I was 14. I can't remember how old I was. But I had spent like three days a Christian and 14 years not a Christian. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And so like, obviously, it's going to take some time for you to understand like, okay, if this is a a new way, a new me, a new way I'm living my life,
1: uh it's not gonna be different right away. Right? <laughs> yeah. I used to I remember I vividly have these moments of like getting in an argument with my mother as a senior in high school, like just knowing Jesus, and then being like saying some choice words to and then that night being like, Man, I must have done it wrong. I'm gonna pray and accept Jesus Christ again. Yeah. <laughs> I did it wrong.
2: <laughs> well, and sometimes even we, we look at Bible stories of you know, of people who were, you know, Saul's conversion to Paul, you know, and it was, he was this one day and he was this the next day. And we go, oh yeah, that's how it's supposed to, that's how it's supposed to work. (laughs) It's just supposed to be this, this little light switch. Um, One of the greatest questions that was asked of me uh, during like my premarital counseling, uh, the, the pastor said, hey Matt, when you get married next month, do you think you'll be better at being single or better at being married? And I looked at him kind of cross eyed for a second and I said, Well,
1: I mean, well, everyone should know that you're not cross eyed.
2: I guess, I guess being single. And he goes, Right, because you've been single for, for, uh, you know, 23 years, right? And, and I looked at him and went, So you mean I have 23 years to figure this out?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he said, Well, I would do it a little bit quicker <laughs> if, uh, if you plan to stay married. How you long know, have you been married now? But 19 years, 19 years. So I'm, you not know, I'm not yeah, even you there you still yet. i haven't figured it out, dude. <laughs> yes. Um, no, but but just that you know, just that idea that you know, that it's not you know, it's not this switch. It's not you know, it's something where, hey, this is. It's a process. It's something yeah. that you figure out along the way. Um, so it's a lot of fun to you know to think about it that way and not have to go. Oh man! Every time I, you know, get in an argument with my mom, or you know, I've got to, you know, I got to restart. I got to, I got to do this again. Um,
1: right, know. the immaturity of innocence of a seventeen-year-old Trevor of what innocence I had at the moment, but sure, <laughs> it's funny to think back on. Yeah. Well, so
0: we've talked a whole lot about God, uh, the Father, and we've spent the last couple episodes talking about the story of Jesus. Uh, so we've got the father and the son, and, and if anyone knows anything about Christianity, you know there's a, a, a third character that gets thrown into the mix. Uh, that's the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And uh, these are kind of like that. They're they're all God. Yeah. R- right, Matt. But they're they're just different forms of God. Is that is that a good way to say it? Sure, it is. Or sure I mean, how
2: would you say it? So I mean. When we when we think about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we spend a whole lot more time talking about God the Father and God the Son, and uh, and the Holy Spirit kind of gets left out mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the time. And yet, for us being the the people who are walking the earth right now, uh, the Holy Spirit should be the most important member of the Trinity to to us because you know when we look at at John 16 and you know, in some places in 15, it talks about the fact that you know, it's, Jesus says himself, it's better for me to leave because once I leave, I get to send a helper or an advocate to you, and his right. name is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about the fact that, that the disciples will do greater things than even he did because they're going to have the Holy Spirit indwelling them. Uh, So from the time that Jesus dies on the cross to when he ascends into heaven, the Holy Spirit comes on the scene, and there it is, becomes the most important member of the Trinity to, to all of us who are left here walking the face of the earth. Because like we said in the last episode, the same power that resurrected Jesus from the tomb was given to us in the Holy Spirit and resides in us. So it's funny that we, don't, you know, that we don't talk about it too much, that it gets left out sometimes. But yeah, all God, all the same power, just different ways of, of showing up.
0: So what I'm hearing is that the, the Holy Spirit is what I carry with me as a Christian. Like, like God in my life on a daily basis is, is the Holy Spirit. Is that fair to say?
2: Fair to say.
1: Right. So like the Holy Spirit is talked about in scripture in Ephesians 1:13 and it says you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth in the gospel of your salvation when you believed you were marked in him with a seal the promised Holy Spirit. Hmm. And so this Holy Spirit the this this manifesting of God himself is a reminder to the believer of all of the things that you have believed. That he is now God with us, right? So Jesus came to earth and lived with people. The Holy Spirit comes now as our counselor. And then the reminding, the marking of the seal for us is the Holy Spirit who lives with us,
2: right? And I think, too, when you, if you continue reading that verse in 14, it says, Who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance? You know so it's just this idea that that we have you know everybody understands the you know the the earthly concept of an inheritance but when the when the holy spirit is deposited in us it's just a it's just a placeholder you know for the inheritance that is to come of eternity with god um so what a you know what an incredible gift to say hey here here's all the money that you need mm-hmm. To hang out here on Earth, but but really it's just the earmark to what you're going to be give, given in eternity. Mm. Um, so it you get your you get your cake and eat it too, kind, you know <laughs> kind of thing.
0: That's I love the way you said that. Uh, that makes so much sense. So we've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the the Trinity as it's called. So we have all this information, and, and what are you supposed to do with it now? Naturally, the next thing to do with it is to share it with other people Mm -hmm, and and continue mm -hmm. to learn more. Um, the, the Bible is pretty clear about how we're not supposed to go through this journey alone. Right. A lot of people typically view their faith as that's my thing. Mm -hmm. That's between me and God. Mm -hmm. You know, what I do between me and God is, is, is nobody else's business. And I think there's a, there's a, there's something that makes sense to that. Uh, but your, your walk with Jesus should never be just you and him.
1: It's really hard to just say, like, it's between me and him. Because, yes, it is between you and him. Because you had to come to a place when you understood sin and the cross and resurrection and what it looks like to live your life with him. But if that is between you and him, which is the reality of the situation, then he says, guess what? This is no longer about us anymore the two things that he says Jesus himself said this love me with all of your heart mind and strength and then love others as you love yourself mm. so it immediately is a tethered statement while the decision to follow Christ is deeply personal deeply intimate it is very much so not exclusive but rather inclusive to a community it demands almost that you you be with other people even if other people aren't there yet yeah i mean i
0: remember uh going up to my girlfriend who is now my wife and i was like i just found this crazy thing in the bible you will not believe this this is insane and i and i told her what i thought and she was like mark that those are completely different people yeah yeah there's more than one mary in the bible mark it's not (laughs) that's not the same mary that we're talking about like and it's like you know, it, it, if I had kept my faith to myself my entire life, I might have based my entire faith on this silly thing that I came up with in my Bible study. But but having people who know more than you about the Bible, I mean, it's one of the reasons I really resp- I'm really, i really thankful for the relationship that I have with both of you. Because hmm. um, Trevor, you're like four or five years older than me. Right. Um, and then Matt, you're like 30 years. <laughs> <old>. <laughs> you're really you're a few years older than that. Yeah. And, uh, Only a few years older than me. I mean, being able to learn from you guys—it's helped me grow all these years.
2: Oh man, and I mean, I, I can't—I can't even think about the number of times that you know that I told you, "Listen, I'm telling you something that it took me until I was 30 <laughs> to learn, or until I was 40 to learn." So you better be better at it than I am. Yeah. By the you know by the time you get here, because when when we hand off things that you know that it's taken us all of this time to learn, because from you know from the start following jesus the the believing community it's always been a communal deal Mm. you know scripture was read uh to you know to groups of people and then it was discussed um you know it was it was never intended to be something that happened in a vacuum so it can't be now either yeah Uh, it's got to be something that you know that you you know that you talk about that you discuss that you that you even argue about. It's okay. It's okay to to disagree. It's okay to argue about things, because that's what it's that's what it's there for. Uh, and we're all flawed, and we're all human, and we all view things through a different set of lenses or, or whatever it might be.
1: Hey, I think a great example of this, um, scripturally, Matt. You have your Bible right there in front of you. Uh, Acts two or yeah, Acts two forty two. Uh, just a brief synopsis this is about the Holy Spirit it's when the when the when the disciples for the first time uh, begin to speak the gospel that we've spent these past five episodes talking about and it says that 3,000 people decided to join uh, the faith they, they, they believed alongside of them right and then the very next verse at the end of that after they tell the gospel story and people say I believe that I want to start I want to follow Jesus I want to I want to commit my life to him. What does it say as it picks up from there in Acts 2.42? Acts 2.42 says, They devoted themselves to the
2: apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who was in need, and every day they committed to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved.
1: And as I hear you say that, what a what the beautiful picture of this is that it doesn't say that any of them stood up regularly and told everybody how to live their life. Huh. Yeah. No, it, what it says is they had everything in common and they just spent the days living them out together. There's some yeah. pretty pretty hard, challenging things in there. Some people sold some things to help other people out, but they spent time because they believed that the most critical thing that they could believe about life they had in common, and because of that, they they had everything in common. Yeah. Well, and and in 47 it says, and
2: praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. So it doesn't mean just the people who believed the same things that they did, mm-hmm. who were following the same thing that they it says that everybody was glad mm-hmm. that these Christians were there. Um, that's a pretty counter-cultural statement in the world we live in today.
1: Right, right. So I just think that little passage, those six, five verses uh, are a pretty good idea of like community is important and yeah. the first time Jesus is really the the story of his life, death and resurrection and ascension are mentioned. Yeah. The people immediately who decided to follow it just started eating together.
2: Hmm. Yeah,
1: and it also talks about the
2: the institution of the church. It's the only thing that's backed fully by God Himself. When Jesus is standing with his disciples and he says, "You know, on this rock I will build my church, and not even the gates of hell will prevail over it." Hmm. He is he's saying, "Hey, the the church." Is, is the thing that I have chosen to carry through the earth, to carry through the world, that will never end, that will never fade, that will never fail. Um, it doesn't say that Mark's personal relationship or Trevor's or Matt's personal – no, it's, it is the, it's the body of Christ, the church, hmm. uh, that he says, I will stand behind this, I will go before this, um, so if if it's that important to him, I feel like it's something that you know all of us should take part in. Uh, I remember my mom always telling me that if uh, that if I ever found a perfect church, that I should go ahead and leave because I would mess it up.
1: <laughs>
2: and you know, and and basically she was just saying, hey, when the you know when the human component enters in to this this thing that is you know that we call the church. Um, it's bound to get some stains and wrinkles and and things mm. like that. So, you know, so it might not be it might not be perfect, but it's what we've got, and uh, and and the community that we can find there, um, is something that, you know, that we need and something that the Holy Spirit, really commands uh, of us, mm. you know, to be a part of.
0: So let's talk about church uh, for a second.
2: I grew up in a very traditional church. the 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 my
0: family went to when I was younger. Um, we we sang hymns. There was a, a piano or an organ, and we sang together as a as a congregation. Right, and that's right. kind of how it was. Right. And then I started going to a different church. Uh, my father-in-law pastors a church, and they had a drum set on stage, which blew my mind because was I was a high school deal kid for who yeah. played drums. You know, and and what I came to find was that there are so many different forms of churches based on what they believe specifically you know we're gonna have different churches based on how we interpret these parts of the bible but then also how do we want to do it do we want there to be just preference a full band on stage or this kind of worship or we want 50 percent of our songs to be in spanish because we have a hispanic population in our town and there's a million different things and I, i think it's important to Pick a church, try it, and as long as they're being biblically sound in what they're saying, which if you're just starting on your journey, you might not know what that looks like, yeah. but personal preference and style I think is something that we can all kind of, everyone can kind of do what they want to do, but the, the scripture is what matters. Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: Right. like There's a lot of different furniture stores because there's a lot of different styles of furniture, mm-hmm. but they'll hold you up when you sit down. That's lot, good. It's <laughs> a lot like church. Nine, like, uh, not only, I'm not even going to quote a percentage. A lot of it is just preference in worship style, liturgy, songs. the The reality is mo- most most of the church is really close on everything else. They believe that mm. faith in Christ alone is what is important. Some of them pray differently. Some of them sing differently. Mm. So, f- so find your cup of tea. Find your furniture. What chair do you like to sit in?
0: Yeah and and make sure that there's a way for you to get connected to people um you can start just by attending on sunday and i recommend that as you're trying to figure out where you want to call your church home if you will um but but most churches have some sort of weekly bible study where you get together um at my father-in-law's church all the men got together and all the women got together in a big group. And so I got to learn from people all different ages, uh, at the church I currently go to. We have, you know, groups that are kind of based on seasons of life sort of, and, uh, just different ways to get connected to people and just not do
2: faith alone. And I think too, one, one thing to point out is, I mean, we're listening to a podcast right now. And when you, Step back from it. There's so much information out there. There's so many great teachers. There's so many you know that you can access digitally from oh, yeah. anywhere in the world. Um, but one of the things that it really comes down to is, you know, I might be listening to somebody who's doing this great podcast, but I can't see them. Yeah. I don't know how they parent their children. I don't know how they love their wife. I don't know how they treat their money I, I don't know I don't know anything about them all I know is they're they're a great orator they can put something together that inspires me or, or whatever and that's one of the greatest resources that we have by plugging into a local church mm-hmm. where where you can go and you can find somebody that you can look at and see and touch and say I understand how that man or that woman, lives their life i can you know i can see them on their worst day and i can see them on their best day Mm -hmm. and i can see if they're actually living out the things that are in this book rather than just plugging into you know to some great show that's you know that's online or listen to some great podcast that's online and you never know anything about the human Mm -hmm. that is on the other side of that screen or microphone uh so so being able to you know be a part of a local community of faith is so so important in this day and age where we can get our information from wherever we want to you know partake in that as well but find yourself someplace you know that when everything runs awry you can you have a community of people that are there to help hold you up um, because you're not going to get in touch with. The person that you've been listening to in California or in, you know, Georgia or, you know, what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just so important to be part of a local expression of,
1: you know, a biblical community. I would add, when I was younger, you would talk a lot about this, Matt, that proximity equals connectedness. Mm -hmm. And that can work as a double edged sword. So, like, the people you're closest to are the people you feel the most connected to. But what I would say is the value of community biblically is that God himself exists inside of community. Yeah. He is one entity in three forms. So he's always in community. And that that communal being is inviting us to be the fourth member of that community personally. And then to be in community because scripturally it says we're two or three gather in my name there I am also. That's right. Right? So the the being who values community existing in community constantly for all time right, is asking us to be in community. So however you want to figure it out, whether it's having dinner with somebody, having dinner with two somebody's, playing golf, tennis, reading books, talking about them, getting in community is really healthy. And the church is just a great avenue to start. Yeah. Right, like Mm -hmm. a Sunday morning. Obviously, there's a lot more we can talk about with church. The reality is you are transformed in community because you can no longer just be stagnant if two people in the community move one direction, you are no longer in that community if you sit still. Yeah, And and to think about it in the way where,
2: you know, naturally we just gravitate to people who do some of the same things that we do or think the same way that we think, but when you are together as a collective, there are gonna be people, hopefully, at the church that you attend that don't necessarily view things the same way that you do. They might not be on the, you know, they might not have the same interests, they might not have the same lifestyle, they might not have, but at the end of the day, you all know that you have faith in Jesus and you're pursuing something, albeit from different angles, and that's healthy to be able to think through what that looks like. And I think
0: there's a pressure when you go to a church, you, you might think you have to have everything figured out, mm. and you might have to. you might think you have to have everything all together, You're like, oh, look at that family, like all their kids come to church with them or you know, they, they look like they get it. And the, the truth is that, I mean, we're all at the same spot when, when you receive Jesus, you you're in his kingdom, you're in his family. And so like, if you've been a Christian for 45 seconds or you've been a Christian for 80 years, like like Christ still sees you the same and he loves you and there there can be a pressure right. to, to look like y- you've got it figured out, but it's sure. completely okay. We're all work in
1: progress is progress is Work in progress is we're the, all a work in progress. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the word there is sanctification, right? Like salvation happens immediately through Calvary on the cross, but we spend the rest of our lives figuring out how to live that out. Hmm. Right, and so one of my favorite quotes is that blind beggars show the other beggars where the bread is.
2: <laughs> I don't know who it's attributed to, but um, I, I looked it up while we were, you know, while we were talking. Christianity is one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. Hmm. You know, and so like, yeah, if you don't want to exist in community, you're not going to eat. Yeah, just the fact that hey, I, I I don't really have this nailed down. I really don't have this locked up. I'm not the the you know. The person who's going to give you every answer that you're looking for, but I can give you the answers that I've found I can show you what what the Lord has shown me mm. and and we we can and then we can walk this out together uh that's the that's the beautiful thing about it you know I mean the number of times that people ask me a question and I have to say i don't know I don't know yeah. but but we can you know but we can find the answer together um we can you know we can walk down the road a little bit. And that's the, you know, that's the beautiful thing about being in community that is striving toward the same goal, uh, and that's being with Jesus. That's right.
0: So if you would like to get connected to a church, uh, maybe you don't have one yet or you've not been to a church before, we've got great resources at 887thebridge.com. I mean, we've got an online church directory, uh, when COVID was going on, I mean, it's going to still be going on when this episode releases, but it'll be uh, hopefully gone when uh, <laughs> when you're listening to it. But uh, you know, we had we had resources for online churches and, and all sorts mm-hmm. of different things. Um, there are churches all across Delmarva, and we've got uh, we're a great place to start if you're looking for one. But I mean, if you know a Christian, if there's someone in your life, ask if you can go to church with them hey, where do you go to church? Is it is it at least a, within a town of me? I'd love to go to church with you one day. And you'll put the biggest smile on their face
2: mm-hmm. by asking them a question. Right. Or or, it'll, or they'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> ask them, or, or ask them, why haven't you invited me yet? Yeah. No, don't do that. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> but but there are, there are people who would love to have you. I, I think we mentioned in the first episode, the church would burn down if I stepped inside. <laughs> yeah, is that, yeah, that yeah a typical
1: invitation to some people is,
0: oh, you don't want me there. You don't want me there. Yes. Yes, every church wants you there. And so you can you can find churches online at 887thebridge.com. And be sure to, to jump in on the community groups, Bible studies, small groups. Every church has a different name for them. But really, it's just a, a, a family or two, a couple people getting together uh, and talking about the sermon from church that week or specific Bible verses. Uh, And it's okay to go into there not knowing a lot about the Bible, because we've all been there at some point too. So there it is, the Bite-sized Bible. I want to thank Matt and Trevor for helping me explain the Bible, more specifically the story of Jesus, somewhat as simply as we could. If you enjoyed this mini-series, let us know by emailing podcast at 887thebridge.com. And if you want to know more about the Bible in this Bite-sized format, let us know. Maybe your question will lead us to releasing more episodes like this in the future. I'm Mark Dickey. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. I pray that you can come to know Jesus, not only as father and savior, but also friend. So take care and thanks for listening to the Bite Size Bible.